Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Pro Wrestling Viewpoint for August the 10th, and welcome back, Mr. Shea. I've been on vacation, you've been sick, and our audience has been thirsting for our conversation. Yes, we're here. <laughs> like, we're, oh, we're back. Oh, yeah, we're oh, back God. with a vengeance. Yeah, it's been three weeks, and it's like, oh, last week I was deathly. I'm like, yeah, we were all ready to go, and I called you. It's like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. Nope. <laughs> no, we're all good. Sorry, oh, yeah. audience will come back. Our whole two or three people that listen to us, they will come back with a vengeance. Don't say They'll it. Let other people know. Murder dog can hear us. She thinks we've got more. Oh, that's right. We've got more. She's probably got more listeners on this than we do. <laughs> so, just kidding. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into the action. Uh, some exciting news this week, uh, as reported by Sportico. It looks like All Elite Wrestling has a current valuation of. <coughs> One billion, with a B, yes. billion dollars. Yeah. I, I did a quick uh, Google search to see whether or not TNA Impact or WCW ever achieved that. And I couldn't find anything. Yeah. I couldn't find any type of documentation or newsworthiness that at the times when they were hot, when they were hot, mm-hmm. um, did they have any kind of, kind of uh, valuation like that? And uh, from the looks of it, All Elite seems to be in a class of its own as a challenger for the number two spot and uh, a possible number one spot somewhere down the line to WWE. Well, I mean, this, the thing is this, if uh, they get that TV deal too, that's coming up, mm-hmm. that's going to be 250, uh, 200, was it 250 million dollars a year. Yep. And it's going to be a five year, so it's a, it's a billion dollar contract. And that's not including the streaming rates that they're going to get as well as mm-hmm. uh, the money from pay-per-view where HBO or... Warner Brothers, yes. or whatever, wants to um, wants to then have their pay per views on the streaming network, as well as uh, they want more pay per views a year that we talked about three weeks ago. So, yep. <laughs> so yeah, well, it's pretty interesting that they've gotten to that valuation in about four years. When they started back in January of 2019, uh, they started with a hundred million dollars uh, of initial vest- investment for yep. the uh, program. And uh, they've got a uh, pretty decent following. You yeah. know, look at uh, look at All In that's coming up in September over in the UK. Uh, the potential that it has uh, eclipsed the SummerSlam 1992, I believe, show that they had there. Um, it looks like there are almost a thousand people more yeah. Um, projected. Yeah. Uh, than what they had in '92 for the WWE. What, so, day, what day is that? The 26th, I think. I believe so. And you know what? There's still this much out, and they've only announced three matches. Well, and that's it. And they did all this before the matches were signed. That's right. right. Well, so, the 80, 85,000 now, it's went up a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, and they just started announcing, you know, Punk and Joe, MJF and... Uh, Cole. And then... And Bucks uh, FTR. Good God. <laughs> poor. Like, does somebody not like FTR? I mean, seriously. Like, could they not have found another match? Well, this is one of those things that people said would never happen because of the whole nonsense with the the punk elite nonsense that happened yeah. a while ago, right? And so this is the match that they talked about wanting to have and good for them to for getting it. Can they pull it off? We know FTR are, are professionals and they're, yeah. they're all about doing business. But what are the Bucks going to do? Well, right? Are they actually going to build the program or actually put an effort into it to making it good? Or are they just going to be lazy? And throw that throw their EVP 
wait around. Like, I don't even know what the hell they do there, honestly. I mean, thinking about, like, they book their matches and... Uh, yeah. Well, considering they just re-signed with the company, oh, right? all elite is all elite. Yeah, so. and Matt, <laughs> Matt, Jackson, Matt Jackson said they'd be dead without, without the elite. Uh, let me tell you, that would... It, it would not affect all elite wrestling. Look at the guys they've got. The only one that it might, well, that would be any kind of effect is Kenny Omega. Yes. The other guys, who gives a crap? Like, honestly, like, I, I could care less. They, when their segments are on, it's the lowest segments, minus Omega. They don't sell merch. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Is all the Bullet Club merch sold out? Like, come on. I mean, <sighs> give me a break. I, I, I don't have any use for the guys. They're egotistical. They're, they're pricky. I mean, I, I just, uh, they think, bring nothing but a negative vibe to that place from everything I've heard. I, I'm not saying it like I know, but I mean, you hear the way they talk. Remember when they were talking about, the, what were they, they, they talk about them, well, about them being, them. they're the guys that make all elite. Well, no, you can thank Cody Rhodes. Send, mm-hmm. send him a thank you letter because all of this wouldn't have started back in, what, 2018 with, with the first All In if it wasn't for Cody Rhodes. That's right. I mean, Cody Rhodes is the guy that made this happen. The other guys just came along and wrote his coattails for the ride. Like, look, at he did all the booking, like, or had a huge hand in the booking back then, and he mm-hmm. and the ideas and the way things to go and talent to bring in. Uh, I just have, I have zero use for those guys. Well, the fact that they are now the highest paid oh. tag team ever. And the comparisons that they put out there is this. Hang more on, this, than... this is where we have to pause while I go throw up. <laughs> well, this is where, you know, Tony Khan has more money than brains. And we've said that since day one, that he's a fanboy. And uh, dealing with daddy's money, and clearly daddy doesn't care that he's wasting money here. Because from all of the, the metrics that you see, they shouldn't be this. If anything, FTR should be the ones who are getting the most. Because they are the team they are a well-oiled machine and they draw yeah and Bucks, they sell, sell not so much and they yeah, they sell pay-per-views i mean they even get the credit critically acclaimed dave Meltzer stars they, they get the whole spectrum you know i mean i i don't i mean the, the bucks are a one-trick pony you've seen in one match you've seen it all and people can think i'm harsh on them I mean, I've heard the way they talk and the way they say that, like, I mean, in interviews and things they've said, they're rude and ignorant. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would ever last that long in that locker room with those guys because they, <laughs> they'd say something. I'd be like, and I'd say exactly what I said here. I'd be like, hey, I don't give a fuck if you're an EVP or not. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have to bleep that out. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, what? made it five minutes in. Oh, uh, you know, and it's like, I mean, they just want to bring their buddies in. They want to. They talk about you know. It's a typical passive aggressive bullshit and toxic toxicity they bring to it by acting like that. You want to clean up the locker room first. You get rid of the bucks, mm-hmm. then you get rid of some of their, their and those. And Hangman Page, he's a wannabe tough guy that wears uh, Vicky Va- Vicky Valens from WKRP jeans, <laughs> and um, and you know, and, and he walks around want to be tough guy for mm-hmm. the bucks, you know, and then. Omega stays back and says, look, I'm talented. And he's a little passive-aggressive. He's probably the guy I'd keep around. Yeah. But really, where are the Bucks going to go? WWE's not taking them. No, and oh, we're all, go- we're all going them. or we're not going. Well, where are you going to go? New J- uh, sorry, New Japan? You burnt that bridge. You're not all going there. Noah? Oh, Gato and Jado are buddies. So they'd be like, you're not coming back. You know, what? All Japan? 
They might take them, but do they have the money? They're certainly not going to get paid where they're going to get paid anywhere else. I mean, if I was Tony Khan, I'm playing playing their bluff. Mm -hmm. You're you're playing you're playing cards with me. Uh, you know, this is a poker game. Yeah, you got you got a pair of twos, and I got a royal flush sitting here. You got nothing, guys. I'd be like, see ya. I mean, and you want to go? Go then, because they're easily replaceable. Well, not only they're easily replaceable, the, they never get the, the favorable bookings that they're going to get in AEW. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, if they went to the, the WWE, Vince would have said, "I don't care. This is what you're going to do." Well, we want to do that. Well, no, no, no. You know, can you imagine that conversation with Triple H? That's not happening. No, not happening at all. And speaking of AEW's uh, production, uh, so we had the uh, collision back on the 29th of hitting a 739 <coughs> with a peak of 837, which was the whole uh, Punk, FTR, uh, Cole, M uh, MJF um, face-off. Um, but this past week, we had a major drop down to 417. Now again, um, it's indicative of the fact that you had SummerSlam going on that night. You had uh, UFC fight night. UFC's uh, fight night. Paul versus Diaz. Yeah, yeah. And then you had um, the, the the lackluster booking that we see from them on a regular basis, anyways, and it puts them in 16th spot for cable. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where, while they want the Saturday night spot, every four weeks when the WWE is running the show or every three weeks when UFC is running an event or... They, they better get used others, to it, though. They're going to have to get used to, you know, either putting on a better product or moving off that night because they are not going to be a top five. And that was their goal, right? Yeah. As long as they're top five, they don't care what they draw. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure when you see this number of 417 and you're down at number 16th spot, you drop you off care. 300 grand. Right. In one week. And I mean, I get why, but that's not the point. You can no. make It's like promoting. Somebody said, uh, and I was reading the other day, I think it was like Jim Cornette. Somebody was saying, yeah, well, you can make excuse for anything. Oh, there was a there was a circus in town or there was this in town. You shouldn't have the excuses. That's right. You should run and be able to draw if you have a good product. I mean, and that's the thing, you know. But I mean, going back to the, the 700, though, I heard they there was a metric of three-day, was it three-day viewing? Mm-hmm. When it's DVR, they reach 2.5 million. Yeah. Which isn't bad. I mean, that's. No. And it was on Conan's show, uh, Keeping It 100, and Disco was, oh, his bladder's on. Like, <laughs> I think he needs to smoke weed or something before he goes on there because that guy just goes off. He'll ask Conan something and just keep cutting him off. But he, but, uh, and Conan was the, the, the guy who does the. The guy that's you on the show, the production and the whatever, yes. but you actually know what you're talking about too ah. when it comes to wrestling. So, but it was like, he was like, yeah, 2.5. And then Conan's like, or Conan's like, well, that's pretty good. And, and Disco's like, well, it doesn't really matter. 2.5 million sure within three days after? That does. certainly does. You know? When you look at everything that the WWE promotes, right? They, they were touting all their success from, we'll get to, to SummerSlam in a minute. Um, but, you know, they're talking about all these views and that. Of course those numbers matter, right? Yeah. Understanding where the metrics lie and how they're calculated allows the, the people who are looking at it to understand yeah. that there is a need for it. There is a thirst for it. It's a new right? And it's a new world, too, because you, you hear these people go, oh, back in the day during the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, you know, they're drawing, uh, you know, fives and sixes or whatever. Like, And it was mm -hmm. like, great, but now people gather right. content differently. 100%. I watch my stuff streaming. I, don't, I cut the cord a long time ago. And exactly. you probably did as well. It's like, I don't, oh, am I going to pay, uh, you know, Rogers or Bell? We're in Canada. I haven't so, had providers, cable, you know. I haven't had cable TV 
in over a decade. Yeah. Probably, no, no, sorry, more than that. Uh, almost 15 years. I've Mine's at there. least 10, yeah. And it's one of those things, I can find my content anywhere, right? Yeah. And I don't need to pay $100 a month to have yeah. useless garbage on my screen. Well, it, yeah, so when I got divorced, 2011. So yes, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, why am I going to pay $100 a month to watch this? I'm like, I can go to websites and find this stuff. And most people do. That's how people take in content now. The the, the cable is the way that going the way of the dodo bird, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, no, now it's about how do you get... Your, your people to your website, right? Mm-hmm. WWE.com or, or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Twitch or any of these other streaming sites that they can get the content to, that they can got, get more people to view the content and buy their product, buy their tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just then, one of those situations where you have to <clears throat> adapt and change to the changing environment. And in my opinion, when it comes to TV, when it comes to these shows, be it USA, Fox, Warner or yeah, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. TNT, whatever. They should not care. Say if AEW is streaming their live feed on the website, mm-hmm. who cares? Because they still see the and you can get a metric. You, you're a computer guy. If I if I was to watch it on AEW.com instead of on TNT or TBS, yeah. they they are able to track Absolutely that. Absolutely. So just do that. Get, like. Who cares if it's on if it's on cable or if it's through that company's website mm-hmm. or their YouTube page or whatever? Well, exactly. You know, and like that. As long as they get to see, because the thing is, the advertisers want them to see the commercials. And if you mm-hmm. have the metrics, so now I go somewhere else to watch because it's not on there. But if you had that metrics of, well, we had another two million people mm-hmm. on AEW.com watching this, that's it's right. like, and and that's the, the demographic that watches that would be the guys that stream it yep from what i've read absolutely so yeah and you want that you want to be able to be adaptable you need to be able to to move with the product you need to be able to build and yeah speaking of change uh lefisto canadian uh wrestler independent wrestler who had a opportunity to uh, uh work with the aew talent Back in June, when they had their Canadian part of the tour in Toronto, had some uh, not so nice pleasantries to say about uh, backstage politics. I, I think it was a bit before that she was in there too, though. Possibly. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what uh, if she ever gets a, a taste again. I doubt it because of the, the the lack of professionalism that this shows. Like when you have everybody defending the company for nonsense whether you're a company person or not you got to take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. right uh you even had mjf speaking up on the but whole situation right but, and but you know, mjf is quite outspoken when it comes to the keeping in character right mm-hmm. um but he has always been one to take advantage of a situation to make his company look a certain way to help the storyline yeah but in this instance He's spot on, right? You have somebody who's quote unquote a never was, never has been, possibly never will be in the mm-hmm. industry, yep. right? She's a local talent, local mark, right? Well, she's, you know, regardless she's, what her talent is on on the independent circuit. But, but I'm going to say this though she's made a living doing this in different places. Sure. And she has been in um, Japan and different areas. Yeah. And this, the thing is, from what I read, when she. She went into that match. 
she did what was asked for. They did because they were telling her to bump this way and do this and do this and do this. She did it. Then she gets to the back, mm-hmm. like they were telling her, and then they get, then she was given shit for doing it. So is it really her? Or is the production then all the people that were made that put that match together kind of disappeared and Dustin Rhodes was on her case and I'd be kind of like WTF yep. like this is what I was told to do exactly so what do you what do you expect me to like that's what pisses me off it's like yeah. you go in and did what was told you you're trying to go along mm-hmm. and by the guys that are in the match that are have been there yep There's, I mean. We saw it with Punk and a few other guys that talked about a lot of the shadiness that goes on there. So, oh, absolutely, you know. But, there's, but there's there's a different status, right? Yeah. Punk has a has a following. He's arrived. He's a, he's an actual superstar. Okay, Lefisto is not, right? She has no right to make this statement out there because she's basically shooting herself in the foot. I right? see, when see, it comes to that, right? I think actually, you know what? Thinking back, this was. T- uh, twenty twenty one. So two years. My thing is, why did you take two years to talk about this? Is that when it was? I think. That, I think that's what. It, but she came. Okay. There was. Some, I think because okay. uh, a couple of buddy of mine. That's why I'm thinking when she said that. But why do you take? My question was when this happened. Why would you wait two years to yeah. to mention it? Exactly. It's so long ago. Now you're really just you're just trying to make yourself it's look back, important. It's and, back and, and forth. No, exactly. No. no uh, no stake in it anymore. So but I, I thought along. I thought there was yeah it was some we'll have to look into that because I yeah. want to know the date for some reason I think it was twenty twenty one but but yeah and if it was two years yeah but you know you don't move along I, I don't you, know. you are a, no, you are not CM Punk worthy yeah. you are not at that level where you can go griping about what happened in twenty eleven yeah. with the pipe bomb incident mm-hmm. and all that nonsense yeah. right. So don't even get that. I mean, started. I I would be pissed too. I mean, I've been in situations where I went and did what was told. Of me, oh sure. You know, and then guys. But if you if you still have hopes of getting into the industry with the big boys, you need to play the game. I kind of did, but then I yelled at Abyss. So, <laughs> look, Chris Parks. You know, he, he's a big guy. He's, he's got a very big ego, um, but he's also very. I want to say fair. But you know that split personality thing. I don't know which one of the personalities but, but you're talking. You know what kills me? He was started just started giving me the gears yeah. uh, on this show, and uh, we're, he was told specifically, "Do not touch a ref." Yeah. And he started yelling at me. I go, "I'm not the one that said that." I go, "Roddy Piper and Jimmy Harder over there. They're the ones that told us." And you were standing there. I said, "If you got something to say to me, I said, first off, don't fucking say it to me. Secondly, I said." Two. Sorry. We're I said, two in a night. Come I said, on, you, man. You got something to say. I said, go over and say it to them. <laughs> and guess what? He didn't say anything. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but you know, that's that's what bothers me because of my experience when I, I've had that happen. Uh, that's happened and I, I just haven't liked it. You yes. know what I mean? And that's why. And then, you know, you see in other people like like Cody Rhodes when he, he's, he's saying, you know, about what he won't say why he left now mm-hmm. and things like that. And it, it's kind of like, well, you know, there's well, a lot to I'm sure he signed a, an NDA for that. Oh, probably. I mean, to get out of that nonsense. His contract was up. He didn't have to sign nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's something there. You fell. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, that's what my thing. Like, I see a lot, you know, they want to be rah, rah, look at us. We're so this and that. And, that, and then they act like this is the thing. It just seems so hypocritical sometimes. Yeah. That's what bothers me is. You know, and I mean, I don't know Lefisto, but people I know that know her say she's usually pretty good and quiet. Like she's not, 
you know, for the most part. But I mean, I know where she's had problems with bookers because I know a booker that was, and, and she, well, why am I doing this? I don't want it. Well, well, and it's like, no, that's what we hired you to do. Either you do yeah. it or you don't have to work. Exactly. So I don't know, like this, I mean, and this isn't third hand. No, this is heard it straight from the booker's mouth. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see where this goes. Uh, moving on to NWA action. Uh, Nick Aldis was on uh, Keeping It 100 and uh, had some interesting words to say about NWA and uh, Pat Kenny. He said, I don't want to air dirty laundry, but Pat Kenny showed his true colors on my exit from NWA. I don't want to get into it too much, but they owe me money. <coughs> and it's probably never going to come. I felt betrayed by Pat, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, Pat Kenny is NWA's current talent, director of talent relations. Um, it has been reported that uh, Nick Aldis has signed a contract with WWE. Uh, details still haven't come forward yet as to whether or not it's a producer role or producer slash agent or, or star or what. He, he was asked on Keep It at 100, Conan mm -hmm. and Disco. God bless those guys. I love Conan. I, <laughs> I really do. He's just so straight. There's no... It just, well, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? He doesn't care. Calls right? it down the line, yeah. And he doesn't try to be controversial. He just calls it as he sees it. Um, and he goes, I cannot confirm or deny. Uh -huh. To me, that sounds like a yes. He's going to be a producer. So, yep. you know what I mean? But, I mean, and beautiful because look at the matches. I, got. I mean, there's so much talent left in that guy, though. They can make a mix. Bring him in and have him jump Cody. Cody wins the belt, say, mm -hmm. and have him jump Cody. Uh, oh, like there's so much they could do with those guys and oh it's just tremendous well it'll be interesting to see what happens once the endeavor contract gets completed and uh, wwe has uh, an opportunity to either clean out contracts or sign some new people that are, are coming off of uh, their new their deals with uh, uh the other companies out there yeah um i know you were in a uh, conversation online back and forth with uh, nwa star lake bulletproof that star part is in quotation marks, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yes. Star. Yes. And that, is that a half star? Uh, Quarter star? Half, yeah, he's, he's going to be like, like, <laughs> like uh, what's his name? Rock, Rock from uh, Longest Yard. He goes, right. I'm going to have to stab somebody to get my get my rep up. I'm only half a star. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we, we were having a conversation. Well, we're... Not we. I was watching, reading this, and he's talking about how he's in the NWA top ten. Okay, be proud. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he starts going on. I don't know if it's character or if he's an idiot. And then he goes, yeah, tune in tonight. Wouldn't it be fun to watch me maybe shoot on somebody? And it's like, A. <laughs> so if you're shooting on somebody, what does that, are you telling fans about the product? It's not a shoot. You should portray it as such. B. Why? And I, I then I said it because I was like, <laughs> I said, why would you ever want to talk about shooting on somebody who is giving you their body and taking liberties with them? And he goes, and 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 he said something back to me and about about well about not doing it. And I go, why would you say it? And he goes, and he said, well, duh, I wouldn't, you know. And and I'm I'm thinking to myself, this guy's a moron, uh, you know. And he called me a mark. <laughs> Oh, dear. Because he's got 22 months in the business. Okay. A, I probably got more time crapping in arenas than he does. B, and I'm not doing it to tap myself on the back and make myself be like Jim Cornette or any of these guys, right? Yeah, my, my shoulder's still sore from that goddamn car accident. Um, you know, I'm not trying to put myself... But, I mean, compared to that guy... And I didn't go out and say... Because, I mean... He, arguing with it, 
idiot like him is like playing chess with a goddamn pigeon. Knocks all the <laughs> all all the pieces over, shits on the board, and then struts around like he won. Mm-hmm. And you know he he's a moron. And like when I was, I'm like, what? And call you know and you, you you know and then he called me Mark again. And I said to him, I said the people that throw around the term Mark are usually the biggest ones in the room. Mm-hmm. And you know and I mean you know if you go back to like Stephen Regal, he stated time and time again that he hates the way people use the term Mark. Because it's disrespectful to the people who determine whether you get paid or keep your job, and that's and that and that's what they they like, and thus these people that want you to keep the job, and thus will pay to see it versus what they don't and won't want to pay to see, and that's what's important. Right. I wouldn't pay. I would pay people to never have that shit go on my screen again. I tried watching some of it again, and I watched some of his matches. And I and I put the I, I put the match. I, I showed them guys in a Danny Steele, mm-hmm. Gaza Kalman mm-hmm. actually as well, um, and um, Big Daddy Hammer, Brett Farrell, uh, Tyrant Aaron. Eric Dawson and that, and they're like, "What the hell is he doing?" Like this match was god awful. It was him versus a uh, dude from ECW, the Pitbulls. He had a match with him, and it was like, they just were like, "What is he doing? Why is he doing that?" Like he's not very good, right? Not enough to be going around calling people marks, mm-hmm. and and then you calling people marks and acting like that—that that doesn't bring you more fans. Like Regal said, that disparages. Because when I hear, hear a guy like, and you've heard me on this show itself, I will never act like that and call people a mark unless they i mean even if they you've seen where people have acted like total idiots who think they know and i haven't i'm just mm-hmm. they're an idiot yep i i don't consider fans marks fans are the most important thing to a promotion you have Absolutely. no fans you have no show that's right it is that simple and you show respect to the fans especially the dedicated fans mm-hmm. you know and i've said before some fans i don't care what they think they don't go to shows they don't have them barely watch wrestling anymore. They have no interest in a product or your product. Why would I care? Yeah. When you've got guys, other guys, like I've mentioned before, Christopher De Carvalho, um, Matt Hensher, Adam Beasley, uh, James Weber, um, uh, Jesse um, from Ottawa, mm-hmm. and those guys. Uh, you know, those guys, man, they go to shows all over the place. They put products over. I mean, Chris always puts out shows that are coming up on Ontario Indie uh, page on Facebook and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Those are dedicated fans, or you know, or a fan that's going to come out. I will never, never bow to a fan that sits behind a keyboard, never goes to a show and bitches, mm-hmm. because those are you know. But I still won't say you bloody mark, you mark, you mark, you mark. It's like go to hell. Like I said, the guys who use that term the most are the biggest one. And if anybody knows the guy, you can tell him I said that. I'm not a hard guy to find. Mm-hmm. I'll have a discussion with that guy. Let's talk wrestling psychology. Sit down while I teach you. I'll be like Ernie Ladd uh, talking to Andrew Dar- uh, to to, uh, to Crusher Khrushchev or, or Darso, right? Barry Darso. Uh, yeah. Barry Darso. It's like, bad Darso, come sit under the learning tree. You know, I, I, and, and, and people might think that's arrogant of me to say, but I know the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I know the psychology. I've trained guys. You know, I've worked with a lot of different guys. I've learned from a lot of different people. And by all means, you know, Bulletproof can give me a call. You know, I have no problem because 
I hate guys that, and he was talking to other fans like that. Yeah. That is not what's going to help the NWA. No. And this is a crap that that Billy Corgan should get under control. That and pay Nick Aldis, damn you. So, but pay your talent. You pay, know, if you're going to be a superstar, we already saw what happened to TNA and and WCW when they decided to uh, not pay their people. Yeah, right. you're a rock star. You got a ton of money. Exactly. Pay what you owe. Exactly. Moving on to people who do pay what they owe. Uh, WWE has. Uh, had some interesting details come out recently. Uh, Vince McMahon had a search warrant uh, action against him, a search of his property. Yeah, federal search warrant. Federal search warrant. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, that produced, if it produced anything. He also had some spinal surgery just recently. Five hours. Five hours of surgery on a spine. Wow. That's crazy, eh? Yeah, well, considering all the bumps he took uh, during his time in At the that ring. age. Exactly. Um, when you're when you're young and made of rubber, you can do that stuff. Yeah, well, he's most majority of his stuff has been in his fifties. Fifties, no, fifty. Right? Was it fifty three or fifty four? He started doing it. Something like that. Yeah. So not <clears throat> you, good. You know what's funny? He wanted to wrestle, mm-hmm. and his dad, his dad, dad said no. And his dad was like, "Not gonna happen." And I guess he was a big fan of Dr. Jerry Graham, mm-hmm. and his dad put him in, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, also, latest news, uh, post the Endeavor conf- uh, deal being finalized, Triple H will no longer be on the board of directors. There, there's really no surprise there. You know, they're going to have their majority of their guys being Endeavor people, so whether it's uh, UFC or anybody else that they deem as But this, this goes back to, sorry, not to cut yep. you off, WCW. They put people in charge that couldn't find their ass with both hands on a roadmap, right? True. I mean, you, you know, it's like... Who, who are they going to have there from the wrestling side? Don't say Tony Khan because he doesn't know wrestling. Or not Tony <laughs> Khan, um, Nick Khan. Yeah. He knows business, but you better have a wrestling guy there that understands that business part of it as well, like the creative right, side. But that's, that's board of directors, right? So I, I don't, hopefully, from my viewpoint, I, I don't believe that they're, they're related in that aspect of things. I hope, that's my, my, my hope for it, is that it's more on the business side of things and then that Triple H can still maintain his portion in the creative side because once the deal gets finalized my hope is that they basically tell Vince shut up yeah. shut up and go away because the product has been good now the numbers have gone up since Vince returned but is that because he returned and he's had limited impact because we know he's had impact we, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen some of the product recently we've seen some things that people make are like questioning like what now perfect example SummerSlam right the final of the main event didn't make sense. I didn't mind it. I, I how how is Jimmy turning on Jay? But that's right? now I want to tune in to see why. But it doesn't make any logical sense, right? But they, but they've always they've always had. <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. They've always had um, a reason. Like they know where they're going with this. They're not like these other companies throwing crap against the wall and see what sticks. No, so, I understand so that. So now but... I want to see what happens Friday because <laughs> I want to know what's the what's the explanation, right? But there's fatigue, right? The angle is getting a fatigue in it, and it's it's, it's dragging out. And yes, we know that 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 um, Roman Reigns is not going to be on the show up until possibly Survivor Series now. Oh, geez, when is right? that? The November. Or... November. Yeah. Right. So he's not going to be part of payback. He's not going to be part of whatever is going to be in October. And then come November, who's he going to be facing? Is it going to be Cody Rhodes? 
right? Is it going to be somebody else? Right? Well, I mean, they couldn't jump to Cody because they still. Well, that's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, right? Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Oh, and um, I got a. You were talking about uh, before about the business side of mm-hmm. things. So, but when it comes to the business side, I think you have to have somebody that understands wrestling to make the business side make sense too sometimes because mm-hmm. they correlate somewhat you have to have somebody vince is there i don't care what people say about vince mm-hmm. he still understands the business mm-hmm. and so he can be a good thing in there but dave let me just take a look dave Meltzer. oh god you're, was, you're referencing Meltzer. was talking that grain of salt well I, i'm not sure how this works <laughs> so I, he might be right the sec yes may issue a ruling deeming the UFC WWE merger a predatory monopoly. Oh, really? This just came out. Uh, Steve was telling Vito, uh, yeah. the Igor Sonovich was telling me. He sent me a message letting me know that, and I was like, "Really? I, I didn't get a chance to go look on Twitter." Yeah. Because it just, it was you know it, just last night, right? But yeah. I'm like, huh? Because it was on Dave Meltzer's Twitter feed. Like that that would be a big fly in the ointment. That would be, but I can't see how it's going to happen. Right? I don't because, know how it's predatory, but well, yeah. Well, like, it isn't because you've got these other fight companies out there, right? You've got Strike Course and whatever other UFC-type companies out there. Mm-hmm. You've got AEW, who's you know out there, and mm-hmm. they're, quote-unquote, a billion-dollar company. How <clears throat> how can they have a monopoly if AEW is doing so well? Well, you've got right? a, yeah, AEW, Impact, MLW. That's, that's not going to happen. Right? I, don't, I don't think, like, when I saw, when I was told that, I'm like, and and it's two different businesses. Mm-hmm. One's UFC, like one's, one's real fighting, one's fighting, and, one's and the other one's storytelling. Yes, the other one's pro wrestling. I mean, yep. entertainment. You know, I mean, the, the, it's not predatory because it's not. It, w- it wouldn't be like AEW and WWE merged. Mm-hmm. Then you could have maybe some predatory factors because who's really gonna stand up to? Who would stand up to them? That's right. So that'll certainly be interesting. Um, some bad news. So we got uh, Kevin Owens was already known as being hurt. Uh, now it looks like Sami Zayn is also hurt. He's got, I believe, it's bursitis on his uh, right elbow or left elbow. Left elbow. Was it? Yes. And uh, somebody posted a picture on uh, on social media this week that had a side by side picture of him and John Cena with almost the same size of goose egg on their elbow. So it'll be interesting to see how long that keeps him out of action for. Yeah. Speaking of tag teams that have um, issues, so the women's tag team division is once again going to be without champions. What? Because one of the co-holders of the title has a ACL issue. She is now out for the next eight to ten months. Who was it? Uh, Liv Morgan? No, it's not. No, she's out with a shoulder. No, no. no. I know she hurt her shoulder. She was out. So no, that's not her. So no, it's not them. Not the good girls, the bad girls. So we had Sonia Deville oh, injured, right? Really? So just after they got the titles, they've had them for twenty days, and they are now most likely going to be stripped. It's cursed. It is. It, well, it's a big thing that everybody goes about. Well, she went on her social media saying the tag team titles are cursed, and she laughed. She said, "No, they're not." But it it does make you wonder. All these people who've gotten hurt having these titles. And again, it's not it's not to say anything disparaging about these people because if you look at the quality of the talent that have had the titles, it's not about happens, them yeah. being poor workers. It's just yeah. 
fluke accidents that have yeah, happened. And it's not, right? and it's not like they're doing crazy stuff like no. AEW does, where they they've got a quarter of the roster. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the tag team titles, because they have this this great momentum going with this new tag team, and uh, well, we'll see what happens next. Yeah. But uh, that's where it's going to go. Uh, I had an opportunity to watch Raw for the first time in a long time, and I watched all three hours. I enjoyed the show. I had I enjoyed it a lot. I actually watched SummerSlam as well the night before on, on Saturday night. Uh, I enjoyed the whole show. I, I loved the the Paul Ricochet match. I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. loved the way it ended with the the heel finish. Right, nice Sh- brass nuts made, made it look yeah. good. Right, um, the main event. It was a good match. I liked the match. I just I for me I would rather when I saw somebody show up in mask gear. I thought oh. <coughs> Maybe we've got a new face to add to the yeah. to the mix. And I'm like, oh, <coughs> kind of disappointed. Right, so we'll see where it goes from here. Um, when it came to Monday Night Raw, you had a great four-way match for the next person, next challenger to face Gunther. See whether or not they'll be able to uh, pull the title away. He I is love Gunther. God, 30 day, awesome. less than 30 days away from breaking the honk-tonk man's is reign as the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Thank you, Chad Gable, for putting on one hell of a match with that guy. Man, is so gold, wasn't it? Every match you put that, I didn't get to see that, but look at all his matches for the last forever. Well, he's a Minnesota guy, and they're in Minnesota, and he got such a, a standing ovation and a big crowd. Thank you. Yep, and the shoosh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it, was, it was nice to see him get the win. Um, hopefully, they get a good run. It looks like they've got a, a decent little uh, stable feud going on. And I like Otis too. Don't get me wrong. But Otis, just, Otis is good. But you, you can put this. My thing is with Chad Gable. You can put him in any situation. He's going to shine. Well, he does, and that's what he's done. Right. The the whole Alpha Academy was an opportunity for them to, for him to be able to to showcase himself, and he's done that. You know, he and Otis. And now with um, Dupree as part of the mix, they are a really well-oiled machine. And now you have them with Imperium. They did a nice backstage segment with um, uh, Gunther's right hand. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And The bald and, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were both bald. Um, but no, sure. no, the one with the hair. Was it the one with the hair? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. The one who does introductions because I oh, yeah. he's, he's fantastic. I love that guy. But anyways, I love him they have such a, a great dynamic there, and they they did such a good tease of the possible attraction between Dupree and him, and it's going to be interesting to see how this develops because they're great teams, and there there's there's a great opportunity for for Gunther and and Chad Gable to put on a real wrestling. Clinic, clinic, yeah, right. So hopefully they do get a good chance to have a twenty or thirty minute match. This is a, well, sorry. This is the thing when you go back to even NXT. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped the ball on him because instead of having that dude come in and be Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, which was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. there was no money. Like I'm going to quote Dusty Rhodes <laughs> with the payoff, Daddy. Yes, like you know, there's no payoff to that. Why didn't you bring in him? Mm-hmm. And was it Jordan mm-hmm. as Team Angle 2.0 and, and put put Angle with them? Lots of times that whole new version and all that shit doesn't work. This would have been gold. Absolutely would have. 
you know, I mean, <clears throat> the wrestling credentials and that kind of thing with those, you know what I mean? I think that would have been a tremendous, uh, way, way better than what they did to begin with. Like, cause Chad Gable was how long in, in purgatory, not knowing where to go, what, what was going to happen. Well, well, exactly. Look how many teams. Look how many different teams he's had, right? He's been with Robert Roode. He was with. Um, pretty sure he was with. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, they were Dirty Dogs. Roode and. Oh, Fandango. Or no. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ziggler. Ziggler. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Right. And so he's had all kinds of different partners and different opportunities, but never had a really good. Angle. And he's and made now he does. the most out of all those exactly. that were just thrown together. So, I mean, like him and Otis. Yes. Come yeah, on, that yeah, wasn't yeah. supposed to really. But you know what? This goes it back worked. to tri Triple H. Well, in that's, my, in that's, my what I, that's what I was leading to. Sorry, yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's the whole point of what I was trying to get to is you can see Triple H's ability to be able to do these things, right? Um, same thing with earlier in the night, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Braun, Bronson Reed and got the pin clean, right? They teased later in the night with him uh, getting involved in the triple set in the main event because Jade McDonough was having a side conversation with um, uh, what's his name, the Irish guy, um, Seamus. No, of uh, 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 Judgment Day. Oh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, I, I don't know why Finn, I said Finn Balor's name, but anyways. That's been all kinds of rumor of J.D. McDonough making his way into the Judgment Day. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with J.D. McDonough taking out Sami Zayn and then Shinsuke being inserted in after offering to take the spot. And sure enough, in the main event, they get the win and Shinsuke turns on Seth Rollins. Hmm. Yeah, Pretty is, nice. You look at WWE and take a look at the depth. And the mm -hmm. way they built, and it comes to booking too, absolutely. Because Triple H can make the most of anything. I mean, you have Imperium that's waiting. You yeah. have all the Judgment Day angle, because yeah. it, it's not just everybody says you know the Bloodline. The Bloodline angle is great, but look what they're doing on on uh, Raw with with uh, Balor and those guys. Judgment Day is doing tremendous. Well, look what they did with the the changing of the commentary teams, right? You've now got the quote unquote A team on Raw. Right, you've got Wade Barrett, and you've got um, Adam or Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. I don't Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Michael Cole. Adam no, Cole, baby. That's yeah. right. As you, as you, bang. As you, <laughs> your commentators, right? So they're clearly working to 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 build that up because they know that they've got what they have with 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 SmackDown. Now they're trying to help build up the quality of content that they have on Raw was well, a commentator. And I heard what they it, that was an Endeavor call and mm -hmm. they want to make Michael Cole the face of WWE because he's going to be on both now. Yes, that's right. So, He'll be the third man. So, There's a three-man crew on SmackDown. Yeah, and they're going to... So he's... Because they want him to be the face of the of the uh, promotion. I mean, kind of go back to... The, I mean, Vince was on both and stuff like that. Remember back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, was it... Uh, Superstars and Challenge or whatever, mm -hmm. and he was yeah he was on yeah he was on both yeah because I remember him and Billy Red Lions doing the one from Brantford here and then he was also on, yeah so which was the well Maple Leaf Wrestling which was the Challenge show yes I believe right that's so, where they pieced it all together they took different yeah. pieces from the different but shows. but they did that kind of thing and it was it was good I mean I mean it's good to have the face of. 
Because you want somebody, as soon as they see, they recognize it as a promotion, right? Well, exactly. So. Same thing with what they used to do with, with Jim Ross, right? Jim Ross was, for yeah. many years, the, the face of it. And it's Michael Cole deserves it, right? Somebody, he, was, somebody was saying, Michael Cole is the GOAT. It was like a wrestler saying that. It's like, okay, he's not the GOAT. Okay, <laughs> do not. You've, you've obviously never heard of Gordon Soley or Jim Ross. Then. Yes. You might have heard of Jim Ross, and you're still pushing it, because Jim Ross is amazing, even... With the Bell's palsy and everything that he had going on, that dude can make you believe. Absolutely. You know, th there's a difference between what Michael Cole does with somebody in his ear. Jim Ross can pull stuff out of his ass and make it sound tremendous. And, I mean, you go back, let's go back to Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley was tremendous. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the man, like, you, you, Georgia, Florida, you name it. Michael Cole has done a good job I'll give of, him, of, of building Give him credit. He does, he does well. To deal with. Yeah. Having to deal with Vince McMahon in his ear for so many years. Finally getting the freedom of not having Vince in his ear all the time. Can you imagine how irritating you're mid-conversation and somebody's gibbering in your ear and be like, mm -hmm. you would lose your train of thought like exactly. anything. So you got to give him credit for being able to maintain himself and being able to put people over, yeah. put the angles over, and draw people in. So. I mean, I'll give him credit. Don't get me wrong. He's doing well and he's come a long way. Yes. But let's not throw that goat around, okay? Yeah. We're not on a farm. I don't want to see any goats flying, okay? Thanks. Right. And there's no tornado. No place like home. There's no place like home. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea.